There's one. He has two, three, four. Is there another person? Four, five. Five, five. Who is the next person? Who is taking the microphone there? Did you put it up of your hand? No, no, no. He did. What about Brother me? Did you? Okay, you are holding the microphone for. So you know your number now. Give it to this gentleman here. I, I, it gives me joy when I see the younger ones taking over. It's very good. Amen. Because you'll be seeing more of them here coming to teach us. Amen. It's my dream and it has come true. Mm. Yes, your contribution. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My contribution will be in Jeremiah 18:11. It says, Now therefore say to the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, This is what the Lord says. Look, I'm preparing a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. So turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. What this tells us is that we must not turn from evil ways and our actions to avoid God's judgment. During the youth convention, we learned about the return, that God is calling us to return to his fully and rid ourselves from everything that stands as idols in our life. First Samuel 7.3 God's mercies are new every day, and he's he is calling us to come back to him with all our hearts, soul, and mind. Finally, the Bible says in Exodus 8.5, Whoever obeys his commands will come to no harm. And the wise hearts, and the wise hearts will, know, will now will know the prosper time and procedure. Praise the Lord. Uh, Pastor Debbie took us through uh, Jeremiah chapter 18 last week. And the summary is that God is the potter. We are the clay and that God will shape our lives in accordance with his will, which is in line with God having a plan and purpose for us, which is one of the things Apostle has been teaching us over the last few months. For me, uh, the path that really touched my heart was verse 18. I read, they said, come. Let's make plans against Jeremiah for the teaching of the law, but the priest will not cease, nor will cancel from the wise, nor do word from the prophets. So come, let's attack him with our tongues and pay no attention to anything he says. So perventure, many a time, we find ourselves in a similar situation. This is a man of God that has been praying, interceding for the people of Israel because of all their sins. And now they were plotting to kill him. So Jeremiah, if you look down the rest of the chapter, Jeremiah made grievous pronunciation of God's judgment against them. But as Pastor Debbie taught us, we in our day and age, we should not curse anyone that does evil to us. The word of God says we must repay uh, evil with good. Praise the name of Jesus. And also we have the privilege um, set out in Isaiah 54, verse 17, that says, 
No weapon forged against you will, pros- will prevail. You will refute every tongue that accuses you. Me, for example, when I know people are saying all kind of things behind my back, I'll pronounce quickly that let their counsel against me be turned to the counsel of Ahithophel, to foolishness in the name of Jesus. And I'll just say, Lord, you're going to turn this into a blessing for me, like you turn um, Balaam's intended cause into a blessing for the children of Israel. So that is our lot for in this day and age. When we do good to those that he's doing evil to us, God is bound to honor us and answer us anytime we call upon him. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I'll be contributing from verse 2 to verse 4. While we were being told, the word of God came to me and said, I should go and watch what a potter's will looks like. And I went back home to watch it. And God began to minister that one. During the process, the potter's sand, the vessel that was made that looks perfect at first was now mirrored. To mirror means to damage or to spoil to a certain extent, to render less perfect, less attractive, or, use, and, or less useful. And the Lord said, this is how we are before the Lord when he called us. We were not beautiful. We were not perfect. We were not attractive. But the Lord himself began to walk in us. And like the psalm said in Psalm 139, verse um, 17, I think, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's the way God is working on us. Then, while I was looking at the video, God said, it's different speed that he used to make us. There are times that when he's spinning us, it will be fast, and you will be able to come to the finishing product very quickly. Other times, it slows it down towards the finishing line. God said, I'm shaping us to what seems best for us. And if we look at Isaiah 48, verse 17, he said God is at work with us because it knows what seems best for us, like we've read there as well. So it tells us that the plans of God, like we've been taught in Isaiah 14, 24, and Jeremiah 29, verse 11, the plans of God are going to be fulfilled, and at the end we are going to be beautified. But we have to release ourselves to God to do as he likes with us. When we think it's finished, God is starting with us. And that's why God is asking, cannot Israel release themselves like this clay which we are without any form to him to work in us? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, Looking at this verses i'm going to contribute from verses one to six summarily i i saw that god used objects from real life to speak and illustrate his messages to prophet jeremiah we can also remember that god used this same method to speak to some of prophet jeremiah's contemporaries as well example prophet isaiah and ezekiel so the parable in this chapter though it is addressed to the israelites is equally and particularly addressed to us as well God showed here in these verses, as the, in this chapter, God showed himself as the sovereign ruler, Lord and of the whole universe. He's also showing us that he created us. 
It compares his rights to the rights of the potter who has absolute control over us. So God owns everything about us. We should know that God has the right to mold, to break, and to repair us. Like Dickness just mentioned now. The clay is fragile, and it has to adhere to the formation of the potter. So we should really submit ourselves to the potter. God has no pleasure in anything bad happening to us. And those bad happenings are not God's fault. But there might have been some things which God has asked us to do, which we are not doing. Examples. God has told us all through his son, our father in the Lord, that we should be loyal, devoted, and committed to him in all respects. Are we doing and obeying these commandments of God? We should ask ourselves. So may the Lord empower and enable and empower us not to frustrate his efforts and disappoint him by ruining the efforts of our potter. We should allow God to repair us and do away with sins because God hates sins. And like he said in verses 6 to 10, he can discard a flawed vessel who continues to wallow in sin. We should allow God to amend every flaws that may lock within us and to remember that our lives are in his hands and to know that we need the most gracious God every day, every hour, every second. So we should therefore surrender ourselves to God to remake our characters, deeds, and lives. Because we are clays in the hands of our potter, whatever that is not of God, that is making us not fulfilling what our creator has made us to be, or any foreign or mad substance in our lives, God's molding hands will begin to take these mad things away from us and remake, refashion, and remold us with his molding hands so that we become grave verses unto honor to him and be used by him. So the prayers I raised there said, Enable us, Lord God, to be soft and sweet in your hands. Dear Lord, let us obey you. Direct us for your ways are perfect and are always right. Let us surrender and trust you completely. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are making us to be like your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. It appears from verse 1 and 2. Two people have spoken about it, and that's exactly what I want to contribute to those verses. We know that God is our potter. He's our sovereign God. And I like the way we treated that verse 1 and 2 last week, that where can we hear the word of God? Which area, which congregation should we be to hear the word of God? And we are told, or we discussed last week, that we have to go to God's house. Because God said, I told Jeremiah, go to the potter's house. Our God is our potter. He's our sovereign God. Where should we go to listen to him? And I remember verse 1 of one song, which says, Have thy own way, Lord. Have thy own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Make me and mold me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still. We have to be ready to allow God to use us. If we don't obey him, 
we don't go to where we are supposed to go to hear his word. He will not be able to make use of us the way he wanted to. Then the other one is from verse 18, which the pastor had already spoken about. And it's a question I wanted to ask. During the course of Moses, during Moses' time, when God said he was going to destroy the Israelites because of what they did, that was in Exodus chapter 33, 32, 31 and 32. We read there that Moses was pleading with God. No, please, God, don't wipe these people away. Rather than blotting their names from your, your register, blot my own name, he was pleading. But when we go to Jeremiah, I just wonder, is it through anger or self-defense or what is it? Because when they said they were going to kill him, they plotted they would kill him and remove him. They are not going to listen to him. The rest of the verses, as pastor said last time, you know, is sort of causing. I just want to find out why. Is it self-defense? Is it anger? If you compare him with Moses, who was pleading, this time around, he said, you know, God, wipe them off. Don't let them see, let their wives become widows. Let their children be... I just, I don't, I don't really understand that passage. And I don't know why, you know, Jeremiah has to fall into that rage. Thank you very much. Okay, I will just contribute briefly. Um, Pastor started by making us understand that Jeremiah found it easier, or it was easier for Jeremiah to hear God because he built a solid relationship with God, and which meant he often studied the Word of God, he meditated on the Word of God. And so as Christians, we need to seek a closer relationship with God and which means we need to study the Bible, we need to watch our ways, we need to make sure we are pleasing God, so that God can reveal himself to us. And he, Pastor went on to say that on a daily basis, we should have a word or a message from the Bible to carry us through the day, and so we can listen to when he, as she mentioned, Psalm 85, verse 8, talk about the fact that you listen and meditate on the word, and that caught my attention a bit more. And then I'll just touch briefly on the verse 18 as well that Dickness mentioned. Um, when the people were plotting um, against Jeremiah, they were saying something like, he, he gives them know that he gives wise counsel. He, he counsels them. He will not relent or he will not stop preaching. But they wanted to plan against him. Him. And so Pastor made us understand that we should be careful not to war or contend with um, men of God and join other people to speak against the man of God. And he, she mentioned that because oh, all these things that we hear from the pulpit, do you think they can actually do it? That's not what as a child of God you should be thinking about, whether the pastor can do it or not can do it, but how it ministers to you. You take that home, meditate on it, and make sure. And it says if you join people to criticize a man of God or a woman of God, 
you will not go unpunished. So we have to be careful and we should remember that every accusation, when people accuse us falsely as children of God, we have to take that accusation to God because there's a saying that if you know how to fight for yourself, God will not fight for you. So we need to remember that, that um, he says the battle is his. So, and vengeance is his. So, whatever we go through, we should remember that he is the one that can fight for us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I really want to say thank you to all of you for your contribution and for your commitment, even to this uh, Bible study. Thank God for the leaders that God is also using among us to interpret the word of God going to do an overview before we go to 19 next week. Amen. Because I really wanted to point out some things here. And I did say to us that as we read the Bible, we'll be going to and fro. If you look at Jeremiah chapter 1, number 1, when he was visited, when he saw the almond tree, then number 2, he was visited, he saw disaster. The boiling pot, you must always know this. And for somebody to be seen, for God to be coming to someone, must be someone, as you have already said, that have acquainted themselves, you know, with the word of God, and someone that has committed themselves to God himself. And then God will be able to, to reveal to such person. Amen. At the porter's house. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the porter's house. And there I will give you my message. Jeremiah was instructed to go to where this spot is being made. You know, and in that place, when you see it, then I'll be able to give you my message. Jeremiah is someone that has acquainted himself with God, with, with God, and God was able to send him. He did not disobey the word. Even when God was revealing to him in chapter 1, you all know that in that chapter we say, God, I don't think, or what does this mean? God will explain to him. And these were the things that started to happen in uh, uh, his ministry alongside. He said he should go to the porter's house, then we give him the message. So I went down to the porter's house. Obedience is what I want to bring out from there. So I went. I went. If he's disobedient, he will not go. Because these people have done so much that he should say that he will not even go in again. He said, but obedience is the word of God. He went to the porter's house. And I saw him walking at the wheel. So he saw the real thing that God wants him to see. But the pot was shaping from the clay, was mad in his hands. And that makes me to understand that the more this potter is doing, uh, trying to make this pot, is becoming ugly in one way or the other. And the same way with us. Because how can we relate this to ourselves in our world today? The more God wants to shape in our destiny. This was the word I was hearing when I was studying this. The more God wants to shape our path. The more God wants to put us straight, the more we are sinning. The more we continue to do things that will upset God. May this help us tonight so I can be focused to God. As a young lady, the more God wants to, to, to help you. So shaping your death, shaping your life, that's the time that a man will come into your life to ruin your life. As a young man, as God is shaping your life, that's the time that a woman will come 
to, 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 to destroy you. All in the name of love. But God is still shaping. God is continuing to do it. As long as such people now bring themselves to God. Because he said the more this person, because Jeremiah could see it by himself. God is trying to get this clay very ready. But the more he's getting disturbed and everything is happening. So let's see what happened. The more the clay was getting mad in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot. Instead of destroying it, he formed it into what? Another pot. I have a good news for us tonight. Whatever, you might have, whatever way you might have destroyed yourself, God as the potter will reshape it in the name of Jesus. He says, so, he said, but the potter, uh, uh, but the pot he was shaping from the clay was mad in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. God wants to give us the best. But the more God is trying, the more we are, we are disobedient. You can see it in the life of these people of uh, Jerusalem and Judah. The more God is calling their attention, the more they are doing things to upset God. Can see it as parents sometimes. The more you are looking for a better tomorrow for your children, the more the enemy is using them to come against you. The more the enemy is using them to distract them. And the same thing in the church. The more you are looking for the best for people, the more they are waging war, like they wage war against them. Jeremiah. And that is the picture that Jeremiah could see here. He said, then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, can I not do... With you, Israel, as this potter does, God is asking the question, declares the Lord, like clay in the hands of the potter, so are you in my hands, Israel. We are in the hands of God, as Israel is in the hands of God. If at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, turn down and destroy. And if that nation I want repented, of its evil, then I will relent. And that is the clay that God made. If they repent, look at what happened to Jonah. God sent Jonah to go and destroy Nineveh. But the people repented, isn't it? And God heard. But the more God is calling some people's attention, the more they are becoming more wayward. An example that you can see here is Nineveh here. They repented even their dogs. Everything fasted. Even Jonah was not happy that they repented. Say, why should God forgive them? Why should God forgive them? That's supposed to be killed. But God is still merciful. He says here, he said, now that you have seen it, He's not giving an example of the, the clay that God made. He said, at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom, because in this case, God is referring, um, uh, uh, God is referring to nation. To nations here in this case. But we can also relate it to individuals. He said, at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, or is to be turned down or destroyed. And if that nation, I want, repent of its evil, then I will relent and not and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. 
God is merciful. Instead of wrath, he will still have mercy. If God can forgive anything, he can forgive anything. So paraventure there are people that have backslidden or you have find yourself in what we are going to continue to see in this scripture, God is still full of uh, mercy. <coughs> and if at another time I announce that a nation or a kingdom is to be built or fruits and planted, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. This can make reference to Deuteronomy uh, 28. Verse 1 to 14 began to let the people understand. This is what I want to do for you. This is what I want to do. If you do this, if you follow my way, we do this. But when you get from that from verse 15, began to tell them what will happen to them when they disobey. May we obey God in everything that we do. In one of that scripture, the one that I memorized, because every time I think of that Deuteronomy 28, I don't want heaven to become like bronze. Then somebody will be walking like an elephant and eating like uh, ants. Heaven is sealed up. There are many Christians today that heaven is sealed up because they have decided not to. God said, if you come back to me, I will relent. I will not punish you again. But instead of them coming back, the more they continue to sin. God has a destiny in his hands. I want you to know as we study this potter and the clay, that we are the clay and uh, God is a potter. There's a reference that took me to our, our beginning. When God made us in that book of Genesis chapter 2, maybe verse 7. One reference of this uh, uh, took me there. That God created us like soil. Like clay. But it was only his breath that raised the standard. He breathed into us. And we became, and man became what? A living being. Said the Lord God... Genesis 2 verse 7 said the Lord God formed the man from the dust, from the clay of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became what? A living being. So we are just ordinary clay. Thank God for doctors that God has given the wisdom to help us. When someone starts to be breathless now, if there is no resuscitation, the person is gone. We are the clay. We must always know that we are just ordinary clay. We can just drop and die like this. But thank God for the breath of God that keeps us. When we remember the breath of God, we try not to make God unhappy. We try to make sure that we, we are within our limits as we serve in Him and not be rude to Him. As we reach this place, we see what they were doing. Because these people, they continue to sin. They continue in their sin. God sent several judgment through Jeremiah to them. But they will not repent. But we are hearing today that will not be a portion. In the name of Jesus, we will repent of our sins. He said, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it, if that person obey. Now therefore, verse 11, say to the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says, look, I am preparing a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. So turn from your evil ways, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. But they will reply, it's no, it's no use. We will continue with our own plans. We all follow the stubbornness of our evil hearts. 
I want you to underline that verse. They tell God it's of no use. God is correcting people. God will not come from heaven. God will use each one of us to really teach each other. But God is using people to tell you what you're supposed to do. It's of no use. Don't tell me that. It's too late. You just beg. You just want to be stubborn. But always remember in your stubbornness that God is still the clay. Uh, God is still the potter. We are the clay. He's the one that can reshape. The more he's reshaping that life, the more the life is messing up. But we don't want to get to that point where God is fed up about us. So because of the evil of the people, stubbornness of their evil heart, you must not forget. In Jeremiah, I think chapter 16 or 17, we read about the heart of man. It's wicked. It's wicked. So God is referring to, to, to the heart of man. The reason why the, the destruction will come upon man is because of the stubbornness of our hearts. When our heart is stubborn, when our heart becomes stone, Ezekiel 19:11, he, he said he will change the stony heart and give us a heart of flesh. And I dread that there are some people that their heart is still stony. God will change it if you, if you are ready to give your heart to God. It's not that day that you come out to say, I want to give my life to Christ. That is number one. But as you continue in Christianity, if you allow our heart to still be stony, God will not hear us. He says, in that, let me read that verse 12 again. But they will reply, it's of no use. Stony heart. I don't care attitude is what we are talking about here. It's in the body of Christ. Disobedient. I don't care attitude. I can't be bothered. What is he talking about? We will continue with our own plans. We will all follow the stubbornness of our evil heart. Underline it and see and pray it regularly for your children, for yourself, for your husbands, for neighbors, for families. For people that are closer to us. When you talk about church, why is the world not coming to church today? Most people are in the world. All people that have visited the church, they have once given their life to Christ. We can't be, it's of no use. It's too late to be telling us that. I just want to enjoy my life. When I'm old, I come to serve God. Do you not hear all these things? So when you hear such things, why do you get angry? We must go straight to be praying. You have seen an example. Someone gave an example of Moses, gave an example of Jeremiah. You know, sometimes we, have, we are all brought up of different characters. The way you will take offense might be different from the way I take offense. Some will be quiet about it. Some like to correct it. Some just want to let the sleeping dog lie. But some, <laughs> something happened today that uh, uh, it, uh, when we left the airport, that I said something, I said, no, 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 you are reading Jeremiah now. You don't need to say that. Do you understand? So that's, no, because sometimes you might be reading it, then when it happened, then you don't know, you, you, you react opposite it. So these are the things that should caution us. But yes, I'm reading the Jeremiah. He's reading Jeremiah with me. But immediately because I was like, how can something happen? In my presence, somebody's robbing me of something that I owe. You know, I said, no, 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 no. I just, you know, he said, you are the man. Immediately, because God said, if you relent, 
You know, I'm giving myself as an example because I was really not happy with the situation. Situation of somebody carrying my iPad and you say you don't have my iPad. You, it's, it's as deep as that. Something that is so precious and you took it. And I saw it roll to where you are. But there is no way I can just tell you, okay, let me check. I started racing. <laughs> and I said to my husband, I said, you are reading Jeremiah now. So the reason why I, give you, I gave this example is because, you know, our mommy said something there. You are just, no, 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 it happens to us as individuals. It has, it says, you know, you have this idea that when you squeeze an orange, then you know there's a lot of juice there. Some of us have not been to that end that they've squeezed us. That's why we are still normal. So but for us to be normal at all times, that's why we are reading this Jeremiah. So that we don't misbehave. Because I'm teaching, I'm not teaching because I want you to get knowledge. I want you to see it as a way of life. How will I deal with this situation in my life that I will still make heaven? Because the reason why we are here is because we want to make heaven at all costs. If we are not very careful, if we get it wrong, then we can't make heaven. But may the Lord help us. In Jesus' name. So he said, but underline that scripture, mark it out, so that anytime you are going through Jeremiah, you'll be able to know that this is a warning for us, and we must be regarding our ways of life and our actions. But they replied. Say, so the Lord said, look, I'm preparing a disaster for you and devising a plan against you. So turn from your evil ways. God was warning them. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He was warning them, that is warning them. God was actually saying to, 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 to God, each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. What are your ways? What are your actions? Are you taking care of them? Your lifestyle is your, a part of your ways. Your lifestyle of doing things that God hates. Your lifestyle of misbehaving. Your lifestyle of, you know, yes, I'm in church, but it doesn't matter. Can't just do that and get away with it. No, I will take nonsense. No, that kind of your lifestyle. Talking, you say, which what are ways and actions? He said, but they reply, it's of no use. Of no use. You are talking to people. What? What are you talking about? You are rude to me. Some people they just get rude. When the Bible says the younger ones should obey the uh, vice versa, older women to respect the younger or older men uh, to respect your, them vice versa. Children obey your parents. And you still see all this rubbish and everything happening. That's why, you know, some people talk carelessly. So I want you to mark that word. It's of no use. So you know that you don't use careless words. Especially when someone is correcting you, telling you to take a good action, and it's like, it's of no use. No, I'm no use. What, what is for? You, that means you are bent on your ways. Not to, not to hear. May that not be our phrase in Jesus' name. Amen. Each one of you, and reform your ways and your actions. But they reply, they will reply, it's of no use. We will continue with our own plans. We all, all follow the stubbornness of our, underline that. We will not follow the stubbornness of our evil heart. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Inquire among the nations. Who has ever had anything like this? A most horrible thing has been done by virgin Israel. I want you to underline that thing. Israel that used to be peaceful with God. Israel that used to be normal people with God. That has kept themselves with God. That have good relationship with God. 
you have become people that are, 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 are cutting to each other. Like, if this is the way I put it, a virgin girl, not touched. And there has been one that except you marry, that's the only time they touch you. <coughs> but the, that the virgin girl has entered into fornications. Sleeping with people, the virgin are everywhere. No more respect for a virgin girl. That is how Israel used to be. Israel that has kept himself in relationship with God. They have good tie with God. You know, and after a while, just go after uh, worshipping idols, idolatry. Do wrong things. Killing their children. Following Baal and all the rest of that. You can see people when they just got born again, the way they have served God, they will backslide to do things to upset God. And to upset the household of faith. May that not be you. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Inquire among the nations. Who has ever had anything like this? The most horrible thing has been done by virgin Israel. Now he began to ask them, give them like an adage. Does the snow of Lebanon ever vanish from the rocky slopes? You will have understanding of what this means. The snow of Lebanon. When snow falls on the rock... For you to have understanding, is it automatically that the, the, the snow will melt? Even on our road, they have to put salt for it to melt. So it's not describing the type of uh, people that Israel were. They're virgin. They're people that have good relationships. They're peaceful. They're not people that commit, uh, they sleep with, uh, have bad, uh, bad actions. Go everywhere. Dis- destroy themselves. No. Do eat cool water from distant sources. Uh, do, uh, do eat cool waters from div, uh, distant sources. Ever stop flowing? Yet my people have forgotten me. Look at what they have done. Virgin Israel. People that are pure in heart. They have what? Let's begin to listen. And when, when we read all this, you must know which one you, you have done that you want to repent from. Amen. Nobody is perfect. He said, yes, my people have forgotten me. They burn incense to worthless idols. That relationship with God is no more there. Which made them stumble in their ways. That's why they followed their stubborn, the stubbornness of their evil hearts. Which made them stumble in their ways. In the ancient hearts. They made them walk in uh, byways. On roads not built up. They do ugly things. They made them walk in byways on roads not built up. Their land will be an object of horror and of last, lasting scorn. All who pass by will be appalled and will shake their heads like a wind from the east. And many people that we are shaking heads for today, may God help us. Someone that has been there for the Lord, and you start to see them, they look horrible. They start to do things that will upset you yourself or to upset God. People shake head like that. Mm. May that not be us. In the name of Jesus. Their land will be an object of horrors and of lasting scorn. We will not be scorned. All who pass by will be appalled and will shake their heads like a wind from the east. Because the Bible calls this, this wind easterly wind. 
They blow anything that, wants to, that comes across their path. I will scatter them before their enemies. I will show them my back and not my face. May that not be a portion. They will see the face of God at all times. So in that day of their disaster, may God show us his face. He said, they said, come, let's make plans against Jeremiah for the teaching of the law by the priests. Will not, will not cease, nor will cancel from the wise, nor the word from the prophets. Look at the people that are planning. These are leaders. These are leaders in the household of faith. Leaders in various ways of life. Look at them. The priests. The Bible calls us royal priesthood, the holy nation, peculiar people. We are special people. We are matured people. But yet, we, find, we still find this in the household of faith. Waging war against leaders. It might not be apostle, it might not be a father, it might not be mother in the house. It might be against one another because of jealousy and envy. They are the priests. People that are supposed to know. It says uh, they said, come, let's make plans against Jeremiah for the teaching of the law by the priests will not cease. Nor will counsel from the wise. Not the word from the prophets. These are the ones to wage war. They will just go and talk. Let's raise other people. Priests and other people so that they can come and do competition. So come, let's attack him. And with our tongue. And pay no attention to anything he says. Are you such people? People that causes dissension among brethren. Proverbs chapter 6. Don't forget that. You can write it again there. Causing dissension among brethren. Ah, he's doing the same to me, you know. We have to tolerate him. We have to tolerate her. Is that you? <laughs> I don't know that he's come to you. I don't know he's doing the same to you. You must be very careful. Listen to me, Lord. Hear what my accusers are saying. Should good be replaced with evil? He knows in his heart that he's done good to these people. But they are replaying, replaying it with evil. Yet they have dug a pit for me. Remember that I stood before you and spoke in their behalf to turn your rot away from them. This is somebody that is crying for their pain, but yet they are backbiting and frontbiting him. So give their children over to famine. Hand them over to the power of the sword. I said that sometimes until you get to this position before you know or you are matured in faith. May we be matured in faith. Amen. You know, our mommy said something there. He's not supposed to do that, but everybody has their character. Everybody has the way they are raised. They were raised, and they just want to be bent on their ways. So this is Jeremiah's style. But as those of us that have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, we know we cannot follow this style. But there are people that would just do something that, you know, you, you would have seen. But if you find yourself... You better repent immediately. Say so give your children over to famine. Hand them over to the power of the sword. Let their wives be made childless uh, and widows. Let their men be put to death. 
You know, like when pastors were leaving Apostle Williams and everything, that one of his uh, uh, pastor friends said, no, 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 no. If this happened to me, I don't know how I'll, I'll take it. People have come to us and said, I left the church. The man of God scares me now. It's not. It's God's work. Let God, leave them to God for God to deal with them. You understand that somebody does something to you and then you just want to take it. No, no, no. Leave them to God. God is the only one that disciplines. But if you are very, a good person with a good heart, even when God starts to discipline them, you will never feel happy. You will never feel happy. I can tell you because I've, I've been there. And I'm still there. The only thing you have to do like Jesus, because I'll say, what? how did Jesus take the pain? In September, some, some, September, somebody, by his grace, somebody has asked me to come and teach on leader's pain. You know when, uh, she first of all, because this is a woman of God that believes so much in me, you understand? And she said to me, I want you to come and teach on leader's pain. I first of all said I was just in limbo, I said leader's pain. Then God started reminding me, leader's pain. What pain do leaders go through? Look at the pain that the mothers go through. All those ones that are raising stubborn children. Look at the pain that they go through. And the church is worse. I said I'm the right person to preach that message. If I tell you what I've written on that, on that message, you'll be shocked. God started teaching me from Jesus the pain that Jesus went through. Even though he loves the people, but he went through big pain. Look at Moses' pain. This is another pain. If you are not very careful, you will handle it wrongly. People will, will hate you for no cause, no reason. And these are the people that you love. They will spat on you. They are still speaking as they spat on Jesus. They will use delicate things to whip you. Only because of his stripes. We have been healed even before they started it. What pain. This is a pain that Jeremiah was going through. In his pain, he said, curse it. Whatever pain you might be going through, don't curse. Somebody went through pain and cursed a child. But God turned everything around for him. Let your pain not lead you to speak rubbish. Women, especially, you might be in labor. Start to speak rubbish. Labor is very painful, but only God make it easy. Because He said in pain we give birth, isn't it? But we don't know why. We know it's because of sin or something like that. But He has forgiven, so why should we continue? But if you find yourself in such pain, don't speak rubbish. Be calm. Follow the instruction. Take your instruction properly that they have taught you on how to give birth and do it well. Some go through pain, then they will remember what the husband has done to them. They start to curse the man. <laughs> I've seen people in labor, you know. <laughs> this stupid man is not, ah, I will say that to you. That's the time they will, ah, must I can't you say for this ugly person? Ah! Some of you to read some of the Psalms that give you ease and everything. Did very well. So it's just to help some of us. Because sometimes when you're in pain, or people affect you, you speak. <laughs> Let's learn from this example. The Bible says, let the word that comes out of our mouth be seasoned with salt. 
That's what we should look forward to. People have accepted you. They've done a lot to you. Forgive them. (laughs) If you cannot forgive easily, then you still have a problem. In this church, we teach on that forgiveness seriously. If you actually belong to me and apostle, you have that grace to forgive easily. You just want to forgive at all times. So what lesson are we learning from this? Jesus has come. He's taking the pain away. We must make sure that when people upset us, we must not curse them. Say, let their wives be made childless and widows. Let their men be put to death. That is, they will go to war, they won't come back. There are young men slain by the sword in the battle. Let a cry be heard from their houses. When you suddenly bring invaders against them, it's not telling God, using God's word to encourage God himself. When you bring invaders, when, you bring, when their enemies start to torment them, make sure that they don't survive it. Or somebody is sick and they say, go and pray for the person. And say, ah, I won't survive this sickness. Ah, I didn't have done this to me because, ah, I don't. Eh? You will take over the sickness if you are not very careful. So know how you pray. For they have dug a pit to capture me. And I've hidden snares for my feet. Someone might say, ah, if they do it, if the man can say this, I'm allowed to say that. No. As a child of God, you are not allowed. Make sure that you cleanse your heart. Psalm 51. Cleanse me with his soap. Doesn't bring you right at all. In sin, do my mother conceive me? Even though we are conceived in sin, but try to forgive easily. You know, I always say to women, when you are not ready to say you are sorry, even when you are right. This is what I learned in my marriage by my mother-in-law. Don't marry at all. Love you that crave to be married, husband and wife. If you cannot say, I'm sorry. Even when you are right. You don't fight right. Don't even marry. Let that love not cut your head. Because that's number one thing that I tell you. Well, he's like, they love each other. <laughs> when the reality comes, that's why I said uh, Money is a leveler. If you do not, you don't have a profession, you don't earn money enough to spend in marriage. Don't even dare it. If not, you'll be stealing one another's money. You have had wives stealing their husband's money. And husband stealing their wives, it's my money too. No, 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 no. So make sure, make sure, make sure. Why is mommy saying this? I'm just telling us, if you are not very careful, you will start to curse. Even when the man is doing terrible things to you, you start to curse. The woman is doing terrible things to you, you start to curse in marriage. But you must be ready to say, I'm sorry, even when you are right. So that later, later, you will discuss it and things will come to be normal. May the Lord help us. Therefore, they have dug a pit to capture me. And have hidden snares for my feet. But you, Lord, know all their plots to kill me. This is not the first time they are planning to kill him. So why is he saying all these things? But you, Lord, know all, my, all their plots to kill me. Do not forgive their crimes. Or blot out their sins from your sight. Let them be overthrown before you. Deal with them as a time of your anger. Hmm. Why did he do this? I didn't know. I gave you an example. What happened today? 
But we must always remember when that temptation is hot like this for you to curse or for you to do something, remember. That's why we are studying. And the Lord will help us. In Jesus' name. Let me just point some of the things I wrote here. So look at previous references that God spoke to Jeremiah. God spoke to Jeremiah while he was observing an almond tree. Jeremiah 1, 11, then 14. Jeremiah 1, 13 as well. God spoke to him. And now while watching a potter's uh, shaping a clay, we must always know that God is in control of our lives. God knew that he wants to use Jeremiah, so he prepared him in the beginning. But look at someone that has been prepared. Look at what happened. So that gives us that we have to be very careful. No matter how we have been prepared, we must be very careful. Our way, way of life, we must be very careful. Let's just look at Jesus. How would Jesus handle this matter? When people, people that loved him, spat on him, how did he handle it? This is what we must always look for. We must always know that God is in control of our lives. The mild clay was used for another purpose. Since the potter has absolute control, authority over the, over the clay, so he made it to whatever he places. When he saw that this, this thing I'm doing is mad, he now changed it. God can change you. That's what I want you to get from that. As long as you yield yourself. Because the clay did not struggle with the potter. So when it was getting ugly and everything, he put more pressure on the thing that was... So he changed it to what he likes. So we're in the hands of God. God is the unchangeable changer. He can always change us. He makes us into whatever he pleases. So the Lord, the God of Israel, has the power to do what he chooses or chooses to do with his people. He has the power to do what he wants to do with us. Look at the prodigal son, the parable of the prodigal son. He left the house, did all what he was doing. God knew, God can, you know, but God doesn't want to touch him except for his will. And when he, he now made up his mind... That was when God was redirecting and shaping. Either we make up our mind, we don't make God force us to the right thing. In Jesus' name. Israel, who was supposed to maintain her virginity, corrupted herself with the practices of pagan religion, was supposed to maintain that lifestyle. Some of you are in God, you have a good lifestyle, peaceful lifestyle. Come to church on Sunday, come to church Bible study, come to prayer meeting. You know, Virgin Israel was supposed to maintain this uh, a pure lifestyle of a virgin. A virgin that does not maintain that pure lifestyle gets themselves into trouble. A young girl, look at Dinah. A virgin. She decided to go to town. To go and mix with uh, uh, women in the town. 
a young guy that is growing up, that will not maintain his lifestyle with God, come to church. Hey, we have a party. Have a dinner. You know, then you begin to rock shoulder and everything. Follow friends. Mom is speaking, but you don't want to listen. May that not be you in the name of Jesus. Israel was supposed to be a virgin, but corrupted herself with the practices of pagan religion. You like to go to the world. You like to go out with friends. You like to go and watch films. Before you know it, they introduce another woman that is uh, trying to make you to enter in too. But that's where it starts. But you want to go out for dinner. Money that your parents don't have to take you to dinner because a man wants to spend that money on you. What is it? Is it not to eat steak and chips? Or fish and chips? That's all. Then you destroy your virginity. Follow friends. There was a case that came to myself, an apostle here, although we have to tell the person of very good girl raising a good Christian home. Now went to the shop after school. These people have been stealing, so they've been watching them, but it was when it was his turn, her turn. So the people that are used to steal now were teaching her the technique on how to pick the sweets and biscuits from the shelf. Hardly did she know that there is video watching. It was when the other people were picking, they didn't catch them. But video caught her red-handed like this. And when they left the place, they took the video. This is a Christian girl. Raised in a Christian home, Christian church. But follow peer pressure. Then the owner of the sweet shop took the video to school. They played it. And they called the parents. All to discover that the parents are believers. They came to me an apostle, crying. Because they saw the video. Why should you be our girl that did this, brought this disgrace to us? But the only part we have to play, because we didn't send her to steal, was that the parents are committed Christian. She is committed here. That's all of you that are here. Me, I'm not going to write for that you are, if you go to steal or anything. No, no, some people are not here in Jesus' name. Yeah. Parents are raising. But she went out to follow people. Hey, what is Bible study? Oh, here they will teach you not to do all these things. You understand? That's how she was caught. We were able to write the letter, but uh, we don't know what, you know. If you go to jail, you go to jail, but we have to write the truth about you. We only see you, you know. Your parents are believers. So who sent you there? We don't know. We are talking about Virgin Israel. left to go and do the practices of pagan. You know how they, they kill their children and eat their children. How they do idols. How they, the practice of pagan religion which Jeremiah noted that is Israel abandoned the living God to follow the pagan gods. I can't come to church. I can't come to church. But you can go out with friends. And be doing evil things. May God help you. For this reason, God will tell this face from them. The potter and the clay have made reference to the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7. It's only the life that God gives us that makes us to live on. 
we take away the breath of life, we are just ordinary clay. So why not let God that has given you breath move your life, shape on your life? Because he wants to see, if he created you, he wants to, he gives you destiny. A good destiny. In the book of Jeremiah, God was referring to the nations. He must also make reference that Israel and other nations are like clay in the Lord's hands. Amos chapter 9, verse 7. You can write that down. And not true Israel are the same to me, as the Cushite declares the Lord. Did I not bring Israel up from Egypt, the Philistines from uh, capture, and the Arameans from care? Amen. We are gods. That's what he's trying to refer to there. God could shape their future to fit into his plan. God wants to shape our future to fit into his plans. Look at the way God was carrying me like eagles on his arms. I sat down. I was in India. Before the celebration, I was giving God praise and thanking God. God started bringing me back to where I started as a young girl. In my primary school, faithfully learning at the feet of Jesus. And I started giving the, the honor, even though Lydia Emanuel is no more, he's dead, but his memory continues. In our school, we have taught the Bible. Some take it like I don't care to teach, but I held on to it. Look at how God is still carrying me on. So I want to encourage everyone. I'm not born by Christian parents, but it was the grace of God. I put myself there. I was learning, reading the Bible. That is where I learned all this I'm teaching you today. Amen. Brought some missionaries to come and teach us in the school. That's why my head is hot. I want for the Lord. Amen. I want to make sure that in my generation I will leave a legacy. That I taught people the word. Lydia Young Manuel left that legacy, which is part of my life today. And by the time I decided to leave God, that I want to, I too want to go to town. But the love of God, He didn't allow me. Send the man of God into my life. You all heard the story. He brought me back and said, I must clap for Jesus. Shout hallelujah and praise the Lord, which I'm still doing today. So God loves me so much. And I know that He loves every one of us here tonight. So let's listen to Him. Let's not be like Virgin Israel that decided to leave God to do their own thing. Therefore, God will or can destroy any nation that does not fit into his plan. Remember, God wants to shape our future. So he can destroy any nation, anyone that does not fit into his plan. He wants to make us as he has planned. But when we refuse to be, to abide by his rules, then we will or shall be destroyed or reshaped as the potter changed the, the shape of the pot. May God reshape us if we are going to ruin our destiny. God can also deal with us as individuals, as he did with Peter. This is the knowing that came, you know. Who denied Christ? Did you not see what happened at Pentecost? So don't look at yourself and feel, no, 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 no. My life is gone. No, it's not gone. It's about to. Even when you are seeing it gone. 
Peter, the Bible says, filled with the Holy Ghost and power, started to preach Jesus. So there is nobody that God cannot change. Peter who denied him, but became a great preacher at the time of Pentecost. Look at Paul, a murderer, seeking after the Christian to kill them, who became an apostle of Jesus Christ. I make reference, how can God shape on people's life? So maybe you felt, but no, I think he has gone. Even if you are in prison, we can't write you off. God himself, who delivered Peter from prison, will deliver you. God is ready to shape our lives with his hands, as the potter did with the clay, when it was not in the right shape. As some of us today, our lives are in ugly shape. That's why, because our lives are in ugly shape, our, our homes are affected, our businesses are affected. If not for the church, even your total you is gone. But I have a good news for us this evening. God can reshape your life. Just know it. Go back home and say, Lord, I've not heard that you are the potter. I'm the clay. Touch me. Pray for your children. Pray for your husband. Pray for friends. Pray for families. That you have seen that the enemy has really come into their life and he has messed up their lives. God is ready to shape our lives with his hands. Because that song came to me and that's why I was like, as the potter uh, did with the clay when it was not in the right shape. He repeated the procedure by squeezing the clay together and start over again. God is ready to start over. The, the clay was mad. God's supposed to throw it away. But he didn't throw it away. He started again. God is not fed up. He has us in his palm. He will do it again. He will start again. You are not going to be thrown away. You are not going to be rejected. Do you understand? When the thing is spoiled, that some of us, <laughs> thank God for English children, any small thing, they just throw it away. No. You must make sure that can this thing be used for another thing. God doesn't waste. Even though some of us would have been wasted. That's why you see doctors struggling over a stillborn or something like that. They are still trying their hardest or something. Or struggling over a woman that is like the pregnancy is almost gone. They gave back to the baby. They put the baby in the incubator. That is God for you. Amen. Because we are talking about life. The life of God. He repeated the procedure by squeezing the clay together and started over again until the pot was the right shape. Are you thinking you are not in the right shape? There is nothing. My life is shattered. That's just the end of life. No, God doesn't write anybody up. He will make sure that they put you back and start to reshape you. But eventually you have messed up your life. God is waiting for you to put them together again. I didn't hear amen. amen. Even if you have not messed up your life, say amen for people that have, there are people that have messed up their lives. And they are regretting the consequence. When you leave this place, begin to pray for such people. God is interested in them, wants to make them over. Example of Jonah and Nineveh, I put it there. Jonah had said that the Lord will destroy Nineveh. The Lord did not punish the city because the people repented. And we're sorry for their sins. Jonah 3, 10. 
Jeremiah in his time warned the people in Judah and Jerusalem to stop their wicked behavior against God. 18, 13 to 17, but they continue in their sins. 18, 15 to 18, they made plans to plot against him. The plot against Jeremiah. Because of the truth of God's word from Jeremiah, some officials, that is people of high class people, people that you know that they are really people in the Lord, people that are, you, you, you should select them out. These are the people. The priests, prophets, and the wise men, or some of the people were angry and planned to attack him. These are reasonable people in the household of faith. Reasonable people that you call friends. They will still plan to attack us. May God forgive them. Amen. And let's look at Jesus' picture. When, things, when you start to experience things like this, that is what is, keeps me going on. What will Jesus do? They spat on him. They spoke horrible words. If you are the son of man, command this too. And all these rest of these are even on the cross. The other one was saying that, ah, me, I know I've seen in my sin, just forgive me. He said, what? If you did not do the, why do should they hang you the way you know? But the other one that spoke words of wisdom said, today, you'll be with me in paradise. Jeremiah's plot is not for us to judge, but we have read about it so that we will not be partaker or will not copy that wrong thing. Or you want to say that because Jeremiah started to curse people, you want to curse? You have heard it from me tonight. We are not to curse. Jeremiah complained that he was like a young sheep that people intend to kill. To kill. He spoke the truth to them. Many. Why? Why were they looking forward to kill him? They're looking forward to kill Jeremiah because of the truth. Sometimes because of your truth, people will hate you. He has said that to us. Because of your truth, they will do evil things against you. Because of your truth, because of your way of life, good way of life I'm talking about. You can write this against Jeremiah 5.13. Jeremiah 6.13. Then Jeremiah 8.8. I rest my case here. When next we shall meet, we look at Jeremiah 19. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. This or that 19, you will see how he said he should, the ones that were clear that is broken together, that is broken as well. You know, this is just describing the lifestyle of people that we live amongst and the kind of people that are serving God. Is in the church? We are not very careful. If we did not read about Jeremiah, you wouldn't know how to react. If you did not come through this Bible study, you would not know how to react. We just think that life is like that. There are some ministers that curse. Their member will say, if the man of God can do that, I can do that too. Ah, everybody is going to give account. <coughs> there are some parents that curse. There are some parents that do ugly things. May the Lord help us to be great examples before our children, the people that God has placed around us. And we get there in Jesus' name. I rest my case and I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord Almighty... The potter will mold us, will restructure us, and will bring us to a final good end in the name of Jesus.
Let's have our head bowed and our eyes closed. Heavenly Father, I thank you because you always hear us. Commit everyone that is here tonight into your hands. You are the only one that can reshape our lives. Paradventure, there are people that have ruined their lives like the virgin Israel. Peaceful Israel. People that have decided because of what they're going through. And they have decided to bring shame on you. Lord, I pray tonight, O God, that you restructure their lives. Lord, I pray tonight, O God, that you do a new thing in such lives in the name of Jesus. That they will repent and come back to you. Because you you gave that leeway that if only they can repent and come back, you said you will accept them. So, Father, give us a heart of repentance. So that we can enjoy your benefits. So that we can be with you forevermore. Thank you, everlasting Father. We are not perfect to God. So I pray that you continue to help us in the areas that we are feeling you. Restructure our lives as you have said. So that in the end we come back glorifying your holy name. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And the saints of God shout aloud, Amen. Amen.